Hi guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Behind the Sounds. As always, I'm your host Leah. I'm joined today by three guys who have gone from strength to strength over the last few years. Please welcome Restless Road. How are you guys? What's up? Thanks for having us. So good, thank you. You are so welcome. I love the energy already. Um, I know you guys are super busy at the moment. You are coming over to the UK very, very soon uh, for a tour with Kane Brown. So we're super excited to have you. Are you looking forward to it? How's it been being back out on the road? It's been unbelievable. We leave tomorrow. So we've got to definitely, we got to get packed tonight. Um, but we're we're very, very excited. Um, Anytime you go to a new country, you don't really know what to expect. But so far, we've been to Australia and Canada this year, and the every show that's been outside of the U.S. has been unbelievable. So we think that this is going to be an incredible time, and we're just really, really excited to meet people. It's going to be so great, and I love that you're going back out on the road with Kane. We'll talk a little bit about that because you've you've worked with him kind of for quite a long time. And um, for those listeners who kind of may not know your origin story, who you are, can you tell us a little bit about how the three of you kind of finally ended up as the restless road that you guys are together? Yeah, well, have you ever heard of Craigslist? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So. Um... About 10 years ago, Colton and I were on a TV show called The X Factor, where we were individuals competing. And on the show we met, we formed the band Restless Road, and we we went pretty far on in the show. And that's actually where we met Kane Brown, too. He was supposed to be the fourth member of our band, and he had different ambitions, and he went on his own path, and we did as well. And yeah, I don't know. He he did pretty good, but I think we did a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we honestly, we just feel really bad it didn't work out. Yeah, too yeah. bad. But we're, we're joking, and, and obviously Kane went on to have this massive career, and we were basically trying to find our footing after the show. And uh, about a year after the show, Garrett joined the band, and we were trying to make things work, and things weren't working. And finally, Kane Brown uh, came back into our lives, and we reconnected with him. And one thing led to another, and he gave us this amazing opportunity to record an EP and and join him on tour here in the U.S. to start. And uh, that's what we did. And then next thing you know, a couple years later, we're now traveling, not just the U.S., but the whole world with him. And we've got to go to Australia and Canada, and we're going to finish it off over in Europe and the U.K. And these are all places that we've never been, and we've just been blown away by this experience. And... We don't take it for granted and we just want to go out there and and do the best it's a dream come true for us to be able to go overseas and play not just our music but country music and be, be represent that and uh we're just just honored so we're so pumped i think so many fans over the world are just excited as you guys as you say you know you've done all this stuff with kane and he went on a very different path are there any regrets do you ever look at each other and think oh, i wish i'd gone solo <laughs> Oh, no, no, no I, I can say personally, too, when I was younger, I actually watched these guys on the X Factor. So I wasn't part of the original show, but I was watching them, you know, saw their journey. And I thought that they were really, really cool. And so a year after the show, when it ended, I had the opportunity to join the band. I wasn't expecting to be in a band, but it seemed so cool. Like they're saying there was something so special about seeing guys my age, like come together and make like, uh, like harmonies and do this whole 
group together because you know growing up when you think about being an artist or doing music for a living it's it's super exciting but i i would imagine it's pretty you know it could probably get lonely and uh be pretty tough when it's just you like a one person traveling and trying to figure out all the ins and outs of the music industry by yourself so when i was joining the group i thought it was awesome i was like you know it's it's guys my age you know traveling together learning learning the ropes singing making music i mean it just seemed really, really cool and exciting and a little bit different from just kind of doing it on your own. I love that. And it's obviously you harmonize super well and you've got that. Did any of you have any prior experience of working with other people when it came to music or was it a completely brand new process to learn when you were <laughs> Not at all. No, I, wish... I didn't even know what a harmony was. <laughs> I wish you could have been a fly on the wall when we first started this. It was a very interesting, long process to get to where we are today. But I feel like today we're we're better than we were i'll just say that <laughs> 10 years of practice we're not as good as we're gonna get but we're better than we used to be oh that was great that's a song i love that a song in there somewhere isn't there yeah tim mcgraw kind of beat us all too <laughs> Um, so obviously over the years, when you finally kind of got together and you got with Kane and you were on tour with him, you'd had this collaboration with him. Was it quite a full circle moment doing it all with him again, kind of being back there and on the road, obviously on the midst of a pandemic, but how was that kind of reuniting with him? A lot of your fans and his fans, I'm sure, discovered you all at the same time. How was it being back with him all them years ago? It truly is full circle. That's been our whole catchphrase through this whole thing. And yeah, we got to record that that debut EP. And on that EP, we got to record a song called Take Me Home with Kane. So that right there is kind of that full circle moment of hearing this band and with Kane and it being the four of us and kind of funny to think that that's the original vision that didn't quite pan out in the past. But here we are 10 years later and, and we're able to listen to it and experience it. And it's it's so cool. and. We love Kane to death, so just glad that we can have a song with him. It's so great. And of course, when you were kind of were doing all that and it was all coming out, we were on the midst of, of a global pandemic, which none of us knew, and you were on the up and up anyway. It was probably going to happen, but did you ever expect what happened in kind of lockdown and the pandemic with TikTok, with Instagram, all of it? Did you ever expect the success that it's given you? No, not at all. I mean, when when uh, the kind of the lockdown happened, I mean, TikTok was out, but it wasn't as as a powerful as a you know, it's, it wasn't a cultural thing. I don't think is as big as it is now. Like it's huge. It's it just it's crazy. But I I remember when we first kind of like went into lockdown. You know, TikTok was in the conversation. People were like, "You guys should get on TikTok and make a few." So we we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know like we didn't know what a TikTok was. We didn't know how to do it. And I remember it was a lot of trial and error. I think, you know, we probably made like 30 or 40 videos before we had one that really did anything. You know, we, we didn't know to, you know, to do funny stuff, to sing on there, to just do lifestyle stuff. I mean, it was a, it was completely uncharted territory for us. And I kind of just think we were throwing stuff at the wall, trying to figure out, you know, how do we connect with people on this platform? And uh, luckily, you know, after a lot of videos we did, it, we had one that really just popped off and it's been kind of a roller coaster since then but it's it's been incredible to to be able to connect with so many people around the world um through tiktok or just any social media really in general it's, it was a it's been a really really great thing for us 
it has and as you say you know one video blows up and then it kind of becomes this whole phenomenon and you as you say you've used it for different things for funny for music obviously now with your own music kind of giving people uh snippets of what's to come etc but looking back and i'm hoping you've probably all got a different answer is there one kind of video that you've done whether it's been a mashup or a funny video that sticks in your mind as one of the best ones that you've done <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, i mean there's a few i think we'll all say i'll just start with the og the one the one that started it all was uh, we rewrote this song to a, a drinking song, and that became one of our favorite things to do. It was, here's to the beers that we bought. <laughs> Cheers to the beers that were here. Now they're not. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spare you all the rest, but you can look up the beer song uh, by Restless Road on TikTok. Check it out. I think there's a tab. Is there a tab on TikTok that has like the most like your most viral videos or all the viral videos that you have? Pretty sure there is one. Harry Potter one was. Oh yeah, the, I, Harry, the, Potter. the Harry Potter. That one was crazy. Redneck. We we had the idea to. So we went back to Colton's hometown, Danies, West Virginia, and he lives on a massive family farm. It's where he grew up, and his dad had this, you know, like a construction equipment. It's called an excavator. So it's the big claw thing you see to like dig dirt. And we had the bright idea to to tie me to this excavator arm and swing me around and so yeah i had a broomstick i had like some blue jeans on i had like a like a trash bag cape um and yeah i just they tied me up by the waist and then i just swung around and then i remember zach voiced it over and he's like you're a redneck harry and it was it was a huge huge hey, that, video for that us that made snapchat's video of the year it was, yeah it was on their rewind for like what 20 2020 yeah it was like on the, video the, of the year. they did like a, a rewind of like the the biggest videos of the year and i remember i was scrolling through there in our redneck harry potter thing where it says you're a redneck harry it just came on and i was like you're kidding me we made the snapchat I think rewind that one was a really good one and then the other one that really sticks out to me was the we did tennessee whiskey in uh a bar down here called old glory and I think that it, it's funny because in the beginning, I feel like when we were first getting on TikTok, it was this idea of like, let's let's do anything and everything that we can just to start building fans. And we started with like the beer song, which is kind of funny. And we weren't really singing. It was kind of like this yelling redneck kind of yelling kind of thing. Um, and then we had like the redneck Harry Potter, but then we started trying to shift the narrative into, Hey, we're actually musicians. We're actually singers. And that was kind of the, the one that really kind of stuck out to me that really was kind of that first where people were like, Oh, wow. These guys, I feel like can sing. So the Tennessee whiskey video kind of sticks out to me too. I love that. And was there ever a point, because as you say, you were, you were just kind of putting anything out there when you realized it was getting all this momentum and you were kind of getting all these followers and views, was it then a bit like, oh, okay, we've got something here. Let's use this to our advantage. Was there then a plan of what you were going to do following that? I wish I could say there was. In the beginning, there was it really. Not really. And I mean, like, I don't know. Yes, I feel like we do think about things now, like TikTok when we going forward, when we do have music, but I kind of think the best social media is just when you you truly are just having fun and and not you don't have some expectation of like this needs this needs to go viral or like we need to blow this up like if it does great and if it doesn't like I feel like I feel like social media is just a, a place to have fun or share information and just 
I don't know, like that's that's what's more important, I think, than like, I don't know. I feel like our most viral videos have always been the ones where we didn't put much time or thought into them. It just kind of happened. Um, and then the ones we really, really think about and we're like, this has to go viral. Well, guess what? They have like 2,000 views. Yeah, never so works like that. It, yeah, it's just, I feel like it's one of those things where you just, you got to have fun with it. You got to be willing. I think our biggest thing, and this is, and sometimes we get mad at Zach for it, but um, because. Well, you get mad at Zach? Yeah, right. Because oh. Zach, Zach's our social media guru. He like, he's, he's very much the one who drives our social media the most. And like, but the willingness to always film something, I think is the key to a lot of it because, and there's been points in times where we're out in the middle of a mall and everybody's looking at you and Zach will go, this is the perfect spot to film a it's TikTok. The best spot. And me and Garrett are like, no. And, but guess what? A lot of times those videos go viral and it's, I think it, that's, a lot of it. It's just the the willingness to always film a video, no matter if you feel uncomfortable or out of place and those kind of things, because you never know where inspiration will strike. Exactly. And that is the point. And you've done so, so much. Did you ever think kind of when you were on tour before and you're writing and releasing all of your own music, now kind of your tour set list involves a lot of covers and a lot of those things that have gone viral on TikTok. Did you ever intend on putting those social media media videos into your live shows not really no because yeah. i think well i think because like the whole reason we started getting on tiktok was because of the global pandemic so we it was more so just like you know we were we were in this spot where it was like we were on tour with kane and then you know we had just put our ep out and then the whole world shut down and you you just didn't know when it was going to come back so we we kind of joined you know more so in a place of we need to stay connected with people and like they're saying like you know, it started as like, we need to show people our personality, like no one really knows us. And we need to show people that, you know, we have a good time, we have fun. And then when those kind of like funnier videos came out, I don't think we ever like intended on, on putting those kind of funny things in our set, because like they were saying, it kind of shifted from like, hey, we're throwing a net out here. And we've got a lot of eyeballs on us now. But now we need to show people like we're a serious band, you know, because it was it, it started as kind of a fun thing. And then it shifted towards, you know, we want to we want to be a serious act like we you know i don't think we would ever think, sing the well, beer song live but, but maybe we will as know. far as no but as far as like she's saying like as far as like the mashups and stuff mm -hmm. i think there for a while we started getting a lot of people coming up to us and they were going oh my gosh i know you guys from tiktok i loved your mashup of All x right. and x or this and this and and so we were like at that point in time we were starting to think you know if people are knowing us from these mashups, like, and they have no idea who we are, we probably should throw a, throw, throw a mashup into, because it's almost, I feel like it's kind of become our thing that we've, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, if you know us from social media, you know us from our mashups. Um, and that's been like a big thing for us. So yeah, I mean, we, we definitely, we have a mashup. We'll do a mashup when we're in the UK um and it's it's kind of just become a thing and honestly i have a feeling that probably until the day we decide to call it quits there will probably be a mashup in our in our set so i mean because it's it it to me too and i think what we love about it is that we all grew up on different kinds of music and we try to do mashups to where there's something for everybody 
we try to do new songs as well as old songs, as well as just songs that anybody and everybody would know. So um, it's it's a way to to get them all done in one song, and and there's something for everybody. So we we really enjoy them. Yeah, and as you say, people are now kind of coming up to you and, and recognize you guys from social media. I'm assuming probably when you're together mainly as well, like when it's the three of you. Definitely <laughs> um, that. Did you notice a difference from being on tour post-pandemic uh, to then, sorry, pre-pandemic to then going on tour now? How oh, has yeah. it changed the kind of visibility, the fans, the people coming up to you singing along? Has it has it been a kind of complete 360? Is it a change from before? Yeah, it was one of those things that like, it kind of really sucks at first because you're thinking everything's going wrong. And then obviously we downloaded the, TikTok, we had a lot of time on social media. And so when we did come back out, I think it definitely played into our favor. A lot more people were, were familiar with us uh, when we were at our shows. And then when we were walking around in the street, people would be coming up to us a lot more. I think we started noticing that a lot uh, at the beginning of last year. And uh, so, yeah, I think it was just a patience thing. Like it, it, it sucked to have to wait, but it ended up really, it did play into our favor. and. And it's been really cool. Hopefully, it just keeps going, up keeps and going up and up to and the up moon. to the moon. I'm sure it will. So, for anyone who hasn't been to one of your shows or perhaps is coming to one of the shows in the UK, in a nutshell, what can they expect from you guys? Harmonies, and, yeah, harmonies, and and uh, honestly, I I normally always say energy, and there's going to be energy, but it's a different kind of energy because this is the we're getting to strip it down acoustic, which is something that we haven't got to do in a really, really long time. But I think there's something really powerful about when you do that, because I think it makes our voices stand out that much more. Um, so I would just say, if you're a lover of harmonies, then I think you're really gonna love the show because I, there's gonna be, a, and we're gonna play all the songs that I mean that we've put out that people love and those kind of things so and you're going to get to hear um our story how we came yeah. together i'm sure you know for any of your listeners who haven't been to nashville one of the big things they do here is they do songwriting rounds where you'll go from person to person on guitar and it's all acoustic and everybody's listening and people tell the stories so it's going to be kind of more intimate like that uh for us where we're going to probably be sharing how we wrote stuff sharing how we came together as a band and then singing a lot of our favorite songs we used to listen to growing up. So there's going to be something for everybody, you know, and yeah. Yeah. And It'll just to work well that way, sorry, to kind of do it individually and together at the same time, like are you all bringing your own ideas to the table with what songs you want to sing and what kind of mashups you want to do. Are you all bringing individual ideas or is it kind of set in stone already? We all we we at this point in time think as an organism. We like, just we're one organism. We flipped a coin and we made Gary do everything this time. We have a symbiotic relationship. No, I think like, like they were saying. I think you know we we all grew up on different music and and uh, I think that's what's really cool and special. Like when we're building out our set, you know, Colton will have one idea of what we should put in, and I might have another. And Zach, you know, he'll have a whole different thing, and it's really cool being able to you know um, talk through it and. and find ways to to mesh all those ideas together and I think that's you know a part of why you know we think our, our band's pretty unique and special because it's just three dudes who who used to be soloists coming together and making something pretty special so. 
Love that. And talking of journeys, you've got a brand new single coming out next week. Um, I want to talk a little bit about it. One of the things I love to know are the stories behind songs and how they get to you and, and why you picked this song um, to be kind of your next single. Um, On My Way, can you tell us a little bit about the origins of that song and where it came from? Yeah, so we were talking about that lockdown moment and that's when the song started. It was when we had just gotten off a tour with Kane, the world shut down and we were just trying to figure out what to do next. And this song came from a place where it was really easy to feel hard on yourself and feel like you're not doing enough and you're comparing yourself to everybody else. And uh, so we wrote this song as a reminder to ourselves that it's okay to be a work in progress. It's okay if we're not exactly where we wanna be yet. It's just important just to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think that was important for us to hear back then. It's important for us to hear today. And I think years down the road, this is still gonna be important to us. And that's why we wanted to put the song out because I just think we all, no matter no matter what the song feels like, it's really a part of us. And we wrote it from the bottom of our heart and we just felt like it was the perfect way to start this year. Really kind of, this song feels like going back to really more to our roots than some other releases like this feels like really just honest and there's a lot of harmonies in it and uh just the message to us is so powerful and we've been holding this song yeah. for a while i mean we've had this song recorded for almost two years and i feel like it was one of those songs i know when we wrote it i know me personally i think i i couldn't listen to it for like the first 10 times without crying because it was just was really raw I just I, it's one of those things that I feel like when you're a songwriter you try to write the most from the most honest place and this song is exactly that and I, every time I would listen to it I just would remember kind of where we were in that moment and how we were all feeling and I cried last night I got to see the video for the first time that's oh. going to come out oh, yeah, wait so, for the music video it's so um heart, so heart strings get pulled I, I sent it I sent it to my mom and my mom bawled like a baby it's it it's it, just a really powerful song and I feel like in this point in time we we just talked about this I don't know what's different about this year but I feel like it's like a we're at the, this point of like season changing like we're like we're coming into a new like a new season for us and the song just felt right to be at the top this year and to start the year off with so i think that people are really going to enjoy this song i mean we've we've been teasing this song a lot for about the past month and this is the best response from any song i mean including growing old with you and that was our biggest song yet so i we've got high hopes for this song listen you said you set your bar for what do we always say? You set your bar for the moon and you, you shoot, land, for the shoot for the stars, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. On the moon. <laughs> so, but I, I think we are very excited about this song, and uh, it's going to be weird too because we've never released a song where we weren't in the U.S. when it came out. So, um, and I know, like it as an artist, when you release a song, the first thing you do is you check itunes and you check spotify and you check all these things to see and and social media to see who's watching it and i just thought about this yesterday that i'm pretty sure since we're in the the uk that our itunes isn't going to show up american itunes it's going to show up uk <laughs> itunes 
So it's going to be a whole different experience. So UK, <laughs> don't let us down. Don't, don't, don't let us down. You're going to be ahead as well. So like any anyone that starts streaming, you're going to have to wait like eight hours until they actually. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> drop that one in as well. Um, but it's great. I've been lucky enough to hear a preview of it, and I'm super excited for the world to to hear it because it is definitely a tug at the heartstrings one, and I'm super excited to see the video as well. Um, so I have three questions to kind of tie up this whole interview with you. Now, normally I let people have three answers to each of the questions, but as there's three of you. I'm going to make it really difficult and give you one answer each. Um, so I do apologize in advance because they are pretty hard questions, but I feel like it is a great way to get to know people. So firstly, uh, the question is, can you name three songs that you wish you'd have written? So one song that you wish you'd written. It's a tough question. Each one song each. One song each. I. Yes. When you say nothing at all. Great choice. What's yours? Mine would be Three Wooden Crosses, Randy Travis. Ooh. I really, really lately, I, I've loved the Cody Johnson Till You Can't. I, I really, really wish I'd have wrote that. It's such a, such a good song. Good one. It's a yeah. great, great, great song. And you don't often get people say songs that have been written in the past few years, so I like that. Um, what about three albums or one album that you couldn't live without? Oh. Oh, I'll start. Dude, I, I know this is so funny, but when I was in 10th grade, the Anything Goes album by FGL came out. And like, for some reason, that's my go-to album. I cannot, like, I will always go to that. That's that's one that puts me in a moment in time. Like, I go back to my truck in 10th grade. When any of those songs come on, I'm like, that. I remember where I was when I heard that for the first time. That was one of the big ones. I'm not even saying this because you're from the UK, but literally any One Direction album. I, I, <laughs> uh... I, I I love One Direction so much, and like when I'm on a road trip and I'm feeling tired, I throw on the old hits and eat any of them. Uh, Maybe the second to last one's my favorite. Four. I would say the Feels Like Today album by Rascal Flatts. They have good choices, and three albums that we've never, no one's ever said. So I love that. Normally you get ones that people always say. Um, what's the What's the Casey Musgraves album though that we drive to all the time? Golden. Golden Hour. Golden, Golden Hour. It that is. Probably one of the most well. She told you only get one answer. Sorry, I just had to toss that in. That, that's honorable mention. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Okay, cool. And then final one. Uh, if you can pick just one person, um, an artist or a writer or producer, whomever that you haven't yet worked with, that is on your bucket list to work with, we use it as a manifesting session. We can tag them. Who would it be? Oh. This is really, really, really interesting. You know, I would probably say one thing I've always wanted to do is I would love to write a song with Sam Hunt. I remember when his when his first like album dropped and I thought all the songs on there were like really unique and cool, like especially for the time, like it was like what, 2015 mm -hmm. when he when he uh, released what was the Between the Pines? Yeah, uh, that was I thought he was just super, super good. And I've wanted to for years. I was like, I would love to like be in a room with Sam Hunt and like try to write a song with him. I think that would be really cool. That would be very cool. I have I, mine, mine's a split answer. So I, mine's split. I, I can't choose one. Okay. Well, you can have All right, I'll give you a split answer because he's probably my favorite artist out right now, Cody Johnson. Mm -hmm. But then 
I've always, always, always wanted to write and record a song with Chris Stapleton. It's that been be my dream good. for forever. He has my all-time favorite voice of anybody ever in existence. His voice is just immaculate. I, there's no other way. I mean, I, yeah. This all was the question. You have to write a song with them. No, or, you, you said a producer, like a collab artist, like anything, like write a song, sing a song. I feel like it'd be so cool if we did a song with Brooks and Dunn. Oh yeah. That would be very cool. That would just be hard. You know, honorable mention Jonas Brothers. I would love to do. Oh, a, I you would know, love to do a collab with the. Jonas we want to. We really, you know, the CMT Crossroads sessions where there's like a pop artist and a country artist. We would love to do our Crossroads with the Jonas Brothers. I feel like we could make that happen. I would love that. That'd be so sick. I feel like that's. We'll put this bit on TikTok. We'll make that go viral, and then. Uh, Jonas Brothers, if you're watching it. Wait, maybe you just gave us a good idea. Maybe we need to do a TikTok series where we go. Uh, Putting day out, one of putting, trying to yeah, get... putting out a cover of a Jonas Brothers song every day until they agree to be a, a crossroads with us. That would be We lit. literally do their songs every day until they agree to do it. Yeah. That's actually a great idea. Because that was my idea. I get a ticket. Yeah. Damn. You 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 get a shout out when, when it happens. Yeah. Like, it was it was because of Leah. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, that kind of ends my questions. But obviously, you are going to be here next week, which I'm super excited about. I know... It is a long-awaited tour from both you guys and Kane, so it's going to be a really great show. Um, post what are you coming to? London. Oh, oh nice. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be well, we'll see you there. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Um, but post-tour, just to kind of round off this interview, can you just give us a little hint for what is to come in the future for you guys, including a CMT Crossroads with Jonas Brothers? This year, our biggest focus is releasing more music than we've ever done. And we've already got so much of it already finished up and we got plans to go back in and do more. And we're gonna be putting out more music than we ever have ever before. So last I'm gonna year, keep it at that. Last year was our big touring year. This is our, and I feel like because it was our big touring year, we put out, we didn't put out, we, I think we only put out two songs last year. So this, this year, year is in. like, if you're a, a music lover, you're going we're going to give you more more than you could ever want. Well, I look forward to it. I'm sure all your fans do too. Uh, safe travels and good luck with the tour. We are looking forward to seeing you guys. And thank you so, so much for joining us today. I cannot wait to hear all what's to come. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see you, you next week. We will.